Welcome and good evening. This is The Dirty Secrets of Small Business, and my name is Jack Mancini, and we are at 7 p.m. every Wednesday night sitting where we love to sit because when we're here, we're talking about small businesses. I'm here with my partner, Adam Sunhalter. We're partners in a business coaching company called Maximum Value Partners. And we deal with small businesses, and we define that as 1 to 25 employees. And we make a show out of our, our client visits, which are frequent and often, and we, uh, we talk about the stuff that we deal with on a daily basis with our clients. Their problems, basically, are what we solve and talk about and have fun doing it. So what do you think, Adam? What is tonight's show all about? Or should yeah. I tell you what it's all about? we got a great show, as we always do, Jack. <laughs> we have a lot of fun doing it. And we're going to talk about it. I'll let you tee it up here. I want to give them a heads up on how they can be part of the show because they're always Good. always welcome to be part of the show. If you're listening to us live, uh, we're on the air from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern. And Sean's sitting by. And we'll be taking phone calls here in the studio. You can get us by calling 440-946-9468. Again, that number is 440 440- Nine four six nine four six eight. If you're listening uh, on a podcast or recording of it, we're still here live every Wednesday from seven to eight p.m. So you, you can call in at that time and be able to get on the air with questions or comments that you've got about about the current topic or a story you'd like to share. Uh, email is also a great way to get a hold of us. Radio at maximumvp.com, and you can tweet at us. We can do it the company one, which is at maximumvp. For Jack Mancini, that's at Jack M M V P. And for me, it's at Adam Sunhalter. So lots of ways for you to be part of the show. And we love to share some of your thoughts and questions and tweets at us, which are, which are great. Um, but in the meantime, we've got a great show for you tonight, Jack, that we've been kind of talking about and be ready for. We have lots of examples we know that can relate to you. And, and as we always do, we share stories of clients of ours that are going through similar situations that you are as a business owner. That's right. So what do we got for them tonight, Jack? Tonight. Okay. Question often comes up, and this is what we're going to talk about tonight. How do you decide when to hire the next employee in your business? How do you decide, decide when to do that? Do you just wake up one morning and decide to come in and hire an employee? It's a process involving time, cost, a lot of judgment, a lot of talking to people, and a lot of planning if it's done right. Well, but, like, but how do you decide when to hire that next employee? How do you do that, Adam? Well, I'll say, Jack, like, like many things in life, you can usually find a reason or many reasons not to do something. And it's no different when it comes to hiring an employee. And so a couple of reasons why you might not want to do that. Well, Jack, you know, if, if I bring somebody on board, you know, unless I find the exact right person that has the exact right skills and experience, I can just drop them in and bam, from day one, hit, hit the ground running and can kind of take a bunch of work off of whether it be my plate or somebody else's and kind of, kind of make things happen. You know, it's going to be a huge drain on me or on somebody else here. I have to train this person, bring him on board, and chances are they're going to be up to speed for whether it be weeks or months, you know. So all of a sudden, I don't have time as it is, Jack. And if i got to bring somebody else on here and, and, and take time away to train them and, and do stuff with them, I mean, you know, what a pain, right? It is a pain. So how do you find them? I mean, not find them. That's not the right word. How do you decide when? So uh, what you're saying not to do it, it's because it's a pain in the butt? Yeah, it's going to... you got to train them. It's going to take more time away from you. But 
Do you think beyond that maybe? And what if it's the wrong months? person? What if it's the wrong person? I mean, yeah, bring him in here. I am, you know, uh, you know, I, I waste hours or weeks of my time trying to train somebody who just, who just wants to freaking leave it anyway. Yeah, so it's better not to have anybody and and. Uh, Determine oh. a workload or the things we're going to talk about when oh. you hire. Oh, you, you know what else? It's going to cost me more money. Yeah. All of a sudden, you know, I'm going to be taking money money out of my pocket, Jack. You know, it's you know, it's I mean, it's less profit for me. Sound like an old steel guy. <laughs> uh, that's how they <laughs> talk. Why would I bring somebody? You know what? You know, it's it's. Uh, well, let me give you an idea. Uh, all right. What about your sales backlog? All of a sudden, it's starting to increase. What's that? You got ten employees. You got fifteen employees. And they're all working, and all of a sudden you got two, three big orders that are going to increase your your volume of business and production, assuming it's a production company, by 30%. So are your people going to handle it? If they are, boy, you've sure been underutilizing them. And if they aren't, then what do you got to do? Wait a well, minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. you got to get a new employee. You're talking sales backlog. All right. All right, so wait a minute. I think what I heard there, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, you're saying I have to do what? Turn away orders? Oh, turn away man. sales? That's right. Say no to a customer? Maybe. Maybe. Well, it's I guess... It's a timing thing, because if you don't, this is looking at when do you hire an employee, a new employee. All of a sudden, your current workforce is being pressed against the wall. They're working overtime. They're working 80 90% of their capacity. Don't you think it's time to uh, pop a little relief in there? Now it's going to be short-term <laughs> peeing, that's for sure, because you got to train this person. You got to hear all the dumb questions. You got to, uh, you know, put your own personal time in, probably, and certainly a couple of key employees. There, we're going to take resources and reallocate them. Then you got to go. Not then, but before you do that, you got to go hunt them down. You got to look at resumes. You got to go through interviews. My God, just. Just talking about it well, makes me tired. Well, I say, yeah, I didn't get that part. <laughs> get that part. Yeah, I was focusing on, you know, you were, you were, you were, you were putting some other pain in my mind here, Jack, because I, I absolutely hate turning away business. <laughs> I absolutely hate it. You know, well, and we, we know we, we don't have to turn it away. Well, we can keep working. That's okay. Our so, so for me to, to for me to go through the pain, percent capacity, we bring out the whip. Yeah, yeah, no. So for me to go through the pain, whether it be the pain of of, of reducing my profit short term because it costs you more money to bring this person on, or to spend time, not only as you're saying, to go find them, to go out and search for them, to put together a job description, to go place an ad somewhere, to interview people, go through resumes, all that stuff. Oh God, it's going to be worth it. Hope if <laughs> I can get more sales and grow. Because That's I've correct. got a pent up, pent and up I, demand, and I can keep my workforce reasonably fresh. And I don't want to pay overtime to my people because, well, first of all, they're going to burned out probably if I do that for too long, and it's going to cost me more money. That's right, right? Because I'm going to have to pay them time and a half or whatever else is kind of going on, so it's going to cost me more, and I'm not going to make as much. So maybe better to, to hire some people. So okay, so you're you're talking a good game. Okay, that that could be a very good motivator. We've got some clients that have had that had, had that exact situation, Jack, but they've had business where they've kind of had to, to, to turn it away because they they aren't confident that their team can handle stuff and the, the situation you're painting is where it's you know you're almost there already right I mean you, you've got these boy that's these a tough call Adam if if uh, you're starting to get orders that are going to be pressing your workforce all right, it's pressing. They can still handle it in a reasonably good good uh, manner. But the pipeline, the pipeline of new orders coming into the company is starting to increase, 
and you've just signed some quotes that basically look like they're going to turn into orders. So timing is huge. So do you bring these people on? If you could wave the oh. wand, the uh -oh. timing Hold would on. be to bring these people on. Grab my train wand here, Jack. Train. <laughs> All right, I got it. Wait a minute. I'm going to wave it. Do I, do I wave it around in you circles? You bring them on because you know these orders are going to hit in 90 days. And if you can find somebody and get them trained up, just about those time, just about that time those orders are hitting for production, you are in Fat Man City, and that's a good thing. Fat Man. All right, hold on. We have a great example of this. Last couple of weeks with, with one of our clients were complaining because they're currently already booked out three or four weeks. And we're fighting with them to say, okay, stop. Stop bringing on new customers. Again, it's... It, it's I know, <laughs> I know you business owners listening out there, it's almost like nails on a chalkboard to hear that. But there's times we got to just say, time out. Put up that big T. Time out. Big slow T. things down for a second. And say no to a new customer. Not right now, because we can't bring you on right now. And go out and find somebody to help relieve some of this. Because usually what's happening in that case is there's a bottleneck. A bottleneck in production and ability to get things done. So how do you relieve that, that bottleneck? There's only so many hours in the day. And chances are you as the owner are probably already putting in 16, 18, 20-hour days. Sure, especially as your business is going pretty good, and I'm defining that as good a good sales flow. Not necessarily profitable, but that's another story for another day. Well, your, and your, and your, your sales are increasing the backlog is increasing so you'll put that effort in and, and, and a lot of your, your key people will too they may have to be putting in 20 hour days or maybe they're putting in 12 hour days mm -hmm. and you start to feel that stress and strain again there's a a combination of excitement it could be very exhilarating with this growth curve to kind of to go through that having a lot of stuff come in but to, to be able to just to, to, to pull back the reins and again it's 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 almost i want to say counterintuitive it, it it goes against almost every fiber in the business owner's body to say no to new business coming in. And it's one of the things we challenge our clients on a lot, Jack. We talk to them about it, the, the idea, hey, if you feel like the, the demand is there, that your product or service is, is that good in the marketplace, if you communicate properly to those folks, you know, whether it be customers or referral sources, or it might be, hey, we're taking a time out here for the next few weeks, for the next few months to get our stuff in order to make sure we're ready to handle this increase in demand. And I remember early on we had a client and uh, – this client did spray tanning. Remember her, Jack? Oh, yeah. I remember her. All right. And I remember it, it, was, uh, it may have been the first meeting or second meeting with her. And we talk, we talk a lot about kind of people's visions and kind of what, you know, what do they see. And uh, her great vision at that point was to get onto the Oprah Winfrey show. That's right. So, I remember that. Okay. So she's picturing herself, visualizing herself. Here she is on stage talking to Oprah. And and just getting discovered that way and talking about the benefits of the spray tanning and how great it was, and how much she loves what, she, what she's doing. And we said, OK, picture that happening tomorrow. Here you are. You're up on stage. You're going to be out of business before the end of the week. That's right. She says, what do you mean? The organization. Well, yeah. go on. You can't handle that demand. All of a sudden you aren't ready for all that demand coming in. So whether it be 
you know, people have seen this. Where the, you know, if it's an online business, your website's crashing, or the phone calls are coming in, and you, you have only so many lines, and, and, and they're getting busy signals, or or people come in, and, and all of a sudden, what was a great product or service, all of a sudden is getting uh, stressed and strained to where it's not delivering what you could deliver when business was a little bit slower. So to have that tremendous growth like that can be very, very difficult. You aren't ready for that. And so we're very big about getting that foundation laid down. And it's rare, Jack, I mean, to, to see a, this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity where, hey, this is it. There's a big surge. And if I don't grab that wave right now, Jack, it's never coming back again. And it's going it's, it's to be so detrimental and, and destructive for my business to say no to this. Well, we're, we're varying off the topic just a bit. Okay. Well, we're talking about what happens. Or wh- why would you decide? hire somebody? Yeah. yeah, yeah. How do you decide okay. when? How do you decide when to hire yeah. the next employee? When you have a train of sales coming in. We're not well, that's one one reason. I know. We've got, got plenty, we got plenty of reasons. A good backlog. I know. I know we do. It's the timing. The timing of that, that decision. Okay. So you're working 20-hour days. Your staff's a little bit over, you know, overstretched. You can't really deliver stuff. You're afraid to bring more business on. Reframe well, that. I don't okay? know. I don't know if they're they're afraid to b- bring business. We can't on. handle it. We, we we can't produce it, Jack. That's where we're at. <laughs> oh wait, it depends. <laughs> that's where uh, that's where we're at. The timing. <laughs> you can't answer that without putting the word timing in there. The sales are increasing. The backlog's increasing. How much time do I have before these orders hit? That's the, a that's know. a great question, Jack. You know what? We're going to answer that after. At the next segment. After this break. Wonderful. Right? So stay tuned to hear about when that timing is right when the sales are going up. Stay tuned for that. I'm Adam Sunhalter. <laughs> and I'm Jack Mancini. We're business coaches. And you, the small business owner out there, who we love and have been working with Adam and I together as business partners for 15 years. Over that time, we've seen a few things. And we'd like to see your business, too. All right. Stay tuned. We've got more Dirty Secrets of Small Business coming your way here on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online, WINTradio.com. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back in to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. Hey, and I'm Jack Mancini, and we are Maximum Value Partners, business coaches, small business coaches. And wait a minute, I'm 6'4". Are you? Oh, yeah. well, wait a minute. Small businesses. Oh, coach. he said we're small I business did. coaches. I really did. you got to watch the emphasis. People will hear it differently, you know? You're right. We're big, big small business coaches. How about that? Hey, Large so and in charge. All right. What we're talking about, how do you decide as a small business owner when to hire the next employee? Now, we just left the last segment with many ways that a sales increase can impact your decision to hire and go out and get that new employee. So we put that one to bed pretty much. That, that would drive a reason. That would drive a reason, a sales increase, a backlog increase, where you're going to need to supplement your workforce with another person. And you're facing that painful decision of either A, having to turn away new business, or B, hire somebody. Ouch. All right? Which pain's less? I'm going to guess going through the pain to hire somebody is less than turning away sales for I almost every so. owner we've met, yeah. Jack. It, it creates a lot of stress on the, on the existing employees many times, that increase in business. But if you're doing everything right and rewarding them and incentivize them right, 
then it's going to work out for the best. All right. So what else? What else okay, might be I a good tip-off, one. Jack? Another one. How do you decide when to hire the next employee? If you're a company that's pretty far along here with uh, developing good systems and, and good practices, your annual plan might call for it. So here it is around June, the end of June, and your plan calls for you to add another employee because that presumes that you basically have met your sales goals and the top line of your company is growing, the bottom line is growing, and hey, it's time because business is developing according to the plan and you should go out and hire somebody. The real question is, are your records good enough? Do you understand your profit and your cash flow? And even though your plan says it's time to hire somebody, does reality support that decision now? It did six months ago when you were putting your plan together. But have you been keeping track of that with metrics? You know, ways to measure success and ways to measure your, your progress against your plan. But that would be another way. We're talking about ways to help you decide. So let me, give a, let me give another word for that kind of plan, because I know exactly what you're talking about, Jack, but I'm not sure if our audience might not know. Fire away. Profit plan. Profit, Profit plan, plan is correct, though. We, have, we do with our, our, our business coaching clients, folks. We, we help them through what we call our seven keys to success. If you go to our website, MaximumVP.com, there's a link there for the MVP playbook. Underneath there, you'll see a link for the seven keys to success. Number two is the profit plan. And it's, uh, close your ears, Jack. It's what people often refer to as a budget. Oh, God. Right? Okay. It's forecasting out your sales, your expenses, and your profits by month. And as part of what Jack's talking about, he mentions the idea of in June. So part of your, you forecast it for the year by month. Here's what we're going to do in terms of our sales, all of our expenses, and our profits by month. And we've now forecasted in there in June, or maybe going to you know, the end of June, starting in July, that we're going to add, add somebody to our expense line. So we see our payrolls, and our payroll goes up by a few thousand dollars because we're going to hire somebody. So you have it planned in there. So when Jack's talking about you know, kind of tracking things, if here we are, we're, we're here we are May 23rd, we're tracking along the first four and a half, almost five months of the year. If we're pretty much spot on for our plan or pretty close to it, well, hey, we know we need to get somebody on board in order to make sure that we're going to continue to make our sales goals and our profit goals for the rest of the year. We've planned that. That's correct. So we planned that cost in there. We planned, as I was mentioning, before that, hey, it's going to cost me some money in the short term. Well, it's been planned in terms of what that's going to do, but it's going to enable us to now to grow in other ways to be able to, to, to achieve our goals. So, hey, planning's a lot of nonsense, Adam. How do I know it's going to happen tomorrow? What well, do we, I got to do that well, stuff we, for? We, well, well hey, I'm, I'm trying. I'm no, no, we have. We no, you're, we're good. You know why, Jack? <laughs> we have magic wands and crystal balls. We do. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> speak, <laughs> speak for yourself. <laughs> that, that's how we get the answers, right? We got uh, we got all those good yes. things, right? So, <laughs> if you have if you have crystal balls and magic wands, you know exactly what's going to happen. It works. Right? It really does work. I'll I'll attest to that's that. That's that's a common that's a common challenge we talk about. And as Jack, as you, as you said in in your preface for this, if you're a little further along in your planning. We find that most folks, not only do they not have the numbers in good working order in terms of what's happened in the past, uh, not too many plan out for the future. It's one they thing they work with. If they do right. do it, they don't act on well, it. They're afraid to act on it because they might be wrong. And, well, and they will be wrong to, the, to a large degree. I don't know how many times it's been, Jack. It's probably at least three out of four times. Uh, we have it happen all the time, okay, where 
we're talking to clients and maybe, even if it's like the first time they're going through even the second or third time that they're going through this profit planning process will be you know in april may june will be in september they'll be like looking at the actual results versus the plan and usually they're within maybe five or ten percent okay or maybe even more maybe maybe they're ahead of it and they, and, and they always they scratch their head and they laugh and said i'm always so amazed how how we come so close to what our plan was right here we were you know in the in, in in october november december of the prior year maybe going into january planning out the upcoming year and here we are six eight ten months later jack and you know what we're pretty good our our wands our crystal balls are pretty darn good right <laughs> so we're in the business jack, yes they are of selling crystal balls don't forget that <laughs> okay all right I won't. hey if uh, <laughs> we want any of these small business owners there or owners of small businesses to uh, call in. What do they got to do to call in, Adam? 440-946-9468. That's a very easy number to remember. That's all Area code 440. You do 946 twice and 8. So 440-946-9468. Okay. Now I'm confused, but that's all right. I think <laughs> they are. I'm easily confused. That's all right. So we got we got sales going up. All right. That was number one. Number sales two is increase. we got... Our here. plan. Our plan calls for us hiring somebody. So we're, so we're, we're, now we're here's in planning a good one. mode. Speaking of crystal balls, this one is a ballsy move. All right, this next one here. Again, how do you decide when to hire the next employee? The next employee might come walking through your door, even though you, you aren't thinking about hiring a new person. Your sales are bumping along okay. The, the stress level in the factory is okay. Everything's operating well. You don't necessarily need an employee, but the ideal person, almost magical, comes walking through your door and you meet a good person. Now, a good person for your company. It has characteristics that fit your company. And it's, it's really best put in a classification of an opportunity. Here comes somebody who could probably transform your company if you can recognize the potential. And if you can, screw the plans, screw the cash flow. You want this employee and you want them bad, or her, and you basically hire that person. Is it risky? Yes. But you're going to, if you, you guess right, and these opportunities don't come along that often, if you guess right, that person will pay for themselves probably in six to nine months, and they'll transform or help you transform the culture of your company in ways you cannot even imagine. So that's another way. Hold on, I got I got I got a distraction alert, Jack. I got I got another eighties movie reference for you as you're talking uh -oh. here. I got I got a visual. Okay. Fantastic movie. I think it's nineteen I wanna guess nineteen eighty five, eighty six. Movie <laughs> called Weird Science. I remember Weird that. Science. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Kelly LeBrock. Anthony Michael Hall, I can't remember the other guy's name, but a couple uh, nerdy kids that somehow they, they took a little uh, Barbie doll and they created a real woman out of it. I'm picturing her coming out. You know, there's a fog behind. She comes out. They're, they're magically looking up and see her. Here she comes walking into the room all of a sudden, you know. And magically, she appeared, Jack. Dude, so yeah. it's a fantastic a visual for a, for, for a teenage boy. It's a fantastic visual in probably most of their fantasies. Here you come, a beautiful woman come walking in with well, a cut-off person I'm with talking a, about. With, with a midriff cut-off t-shirt and, and underwear on. Hey, here she's come walking into your room. What yeah, what Holy What could Christ. be better than that? So I was distracted as you're talking about here is that person 
Come, that's but that's what that's what the feelings like, Jack. Here oh, they are. The magic, like, the magic wand and crystal balls <laughs> kind of got to you. So that's that, right. that's well, here it is. Here, here that person <laughs> is. They, 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 they they're there. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they magically appear. And what do you do, right? What do you do? And one of the biggest challenges we always have, Jack, is to try to explain to people what a good person looks like. So. In this example of weird science, it's very easy to understand what a beautiful woman looks like. You know, we, we, uh, that's pretty easy. But what does a good person, a good employee, look like? See we find you, we oh, find most of our, we find most of it, owners of small companies have never really seen or experienced that. Maybe not within their company. Maybe they experienced it in somebody else's company, but they haven't experienced it in their company. So often they may not even recognize that person's right there. The opportunity is right there to grab onto that person and bring them but in. But they don't, you know, that that is basically the problem that we face constantly, and that that is owners of small businesses don't know what they don't know. Now, that sounds like a very uh, intelligent comment, doesn't it? They don't know what they don't know. This is a great example of, of explaining that. They don't recognize an opportunity quite often because they don't know it. They haven't experienced it. And that opportunity of a called a good person can literally transform your company. And if you've ever had a good person, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you're probably thinking I'm crazy that you're going to go out on the hook, maybe pay a lot of money for somebody. It's a hard decision for an owner of a small business to make. And I don't think they can do it without a little, little help and encouragement. I don't think that decision would be made in many instances just... Hey, because I feel right with this person. It, I don't think it would. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna head the break here, leaving people with a nice visual of Kelly LeBrock in her underwear, kind of going out. That's a good that's a good visual for us in the break as a distraction, Jack. But we got more things coming back. Now we got at least three or four more that's examples right. of what bunch. you can look at in terms of how do you know it's time to hire a good employee. So stay tuned for that. I'm Adam Sunhalter, and I'm Jack Mancini, and we will find that good employee. All right, I think I'm ready for some more Dirty Secrets, Jack, after that uh, distracting visual of Kelly LeBrock and Weird Science. We're ready for that. 1985 was the year for that. and uh, hmm. I'd forgotten. Bill Paxson was in there as one of the most annoying brothers ever, Chet, and, uh, and Robert Downey Jr., very young Robert Downey Jr. was in there as well. So a lot of good folks in there. John Hughes was the director. He made a lot of great movies in the 80s and teen movies, and that's my time. You know? So anyway, very formative time, but... We've got lots of good stuff here, Jack, that we're talking about as related you've to how forming, do you... You've been forming time on movies since you've been six years old. I know, but the beauty of it now, having a 15-year-old as of yesterday and a soon-to-be 12-year-old, I can you share can I can share with them my childhood mo- movies and get to relive it with them. And sometimes, oh, yeah, I forgot that was in there. That's kind of probably inappropriate. But, oh, well, you know, I was watching it when I was your age, too, so... I didn't turn out that bad, so it's probably not a bad idea. Wait a minute, that's a self-analysis. You need third-party. Hey, party, it's the best kind, isn't it? Third-party uh, verification of that. No, right now it's a different show, Jack. So okay. anyway, so let me get let me get us back on topic. We're talking about how do you know when it's time to hire an employee for your company? We talked about the it. The next got, employee. The next employee, because we got right. we have a huge rush of sales kind of coming up. We talked about that as as one uh, one possibility. Is if you have an annual plan in place, a profit plan in place, that kind of calls for it coming up is another one. And what you just talked about in the last segment is if that good person just, you know, again, you're not necessarily looking for them, but they suddenly present themselves and appear right in front of you, and it's like, man, you know, this opportunity is here. I got to grab onto this person and person. bring them in. You know, That's right. even if I'm not sure what they'll do, I just know having that good person here, Jack, is going to add a lot of value to my company. So I want to bring them in. So those are the first three examples of one. It's a good time 
to bring on that next employee for your company? Well, here's an obvious one, pretty obvious. There's a pending retirement of a key employee. Now, you know, you if you have good records in your company and good practices, these decisions are relatively easy. If you don't, they're very hard, or they can be, because in this case, often it's an emotional move, especially if this key employee is very good. So, so, when, well, so when do you know when to replace that person, and what should go into that thinking? So let me, let me take a little counter to that, because it's not always the case that you need to replace that person. That's okay? right. So here's, here's a very simple exercise for somebody to go through. We've done this with our clients, and we've done, we did this recently with somebody as well. A couple things happen. So if somebody's been around for a while, um, you know, they're often doing a lot of things. There's a lot of knowledge as far as what they're doing. What we try to do is simply let's lay out, and again, coming back to planning and, and systems you were mentioning earlier, Jack, a lot of companies don't have a lot of those systems in place. You know, they, there's, kind of, there's a, lot of, uh, a lot of knowledge within the company that exists in between people's ears often. Okay? It's not necessarily documented or put down somewhere. So if this person, you, know, you mentioned a, a pending retirement, maybe it's, maybe it's six months out, as simple as it sounds, just kind of laying out all the stuff this person does. List it out. You know, maybe it's a handful of items, maybe it's a couple dozen items as far as stuff that, that, that this person does. And you sort of look at what that's going to be, and just because that person's doing those things, often you can't find somebody to, 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 to do who has all those skills. You know, this person may have been a part of your company for 20 or 30 years, Jack, right? Mm -hmm. So um, they, may have had, they may have gotten something day one when they came in, they've held on to it since then, or they got something like 10 years ago and they're still holding on to it because you know, that, that's just, just what they do. So it can be a lot of pressure to try to find that one, you know, I, got, I got to replace you, Jack. You do so many things well. I'm never going to find somebody who, who's as good as you. How, how can I find that person? So, so getting over that hump to start with, okay, w what's this person doing? Are, are there ways that we can kind of reshuffle I'm, those I'm duties making, a little bit? I'm making that decision on comfort level because I am comfortable. I'm comfortable with you, Adam. We've been together so long. doesn't mean it's best for the company at this juncture, but I'm comfortable with you. So... That's pretty important. That's a big pressure. To let me know that you're going. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I make you part of the process. and I, I want to get a, a, a good sense of all things that you're doing to see, okay, is there a way for me to, to maybe take some of the things that, that you're doing today and you know, maybe I can take three or four of those duties and I can put them onto somebody else, mm -hmm. right? And then all of a sudden, where you, initially I have you doing maybe 12 things, I'm able to take three or four, put them somewhere else, and now I'm left with these eight things. Okay, now I can maybe find somebody that has those skills, because those three or four things I've, I've kind of pulled out of there are maybe things that, that, that um, you know, don't necessarily fit with the person I'm looking to kind of bring on. Or it's another chance to maybe reshuffle a couple other duties of the, That's or, right. or, or, or jobs people are doing. It should force me to take a good hard look at the company in this position. Now, how do I do that? I can't just recall and have a couple of talks with you. I do have to lay those things out, like you said, lay out the duties that that are being done and how can I reshuffle those or even eliminate them and maybe make a, uh, a contribution to cost savings here. Maybe I don't have to uh, hire, hire the next employee here. Yeah. And that's key. And that would be a great opportunity. And the, it could be the whole idea of uh, addition by subtraction, the standpoint things kind of get, you know, get put to other people. And one of the things that, 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 that folks will often see with uh, I guess I'll call them MVP stamp clients, Jack, is that they'll often see whiteboards in, pe in people's offices and That's right. throughout the company. We're, we're, we're big fans of that, and we're, the reason we're, we're big fans of that is you know, we aren't sure how people are able to think or get those ideas out 
without having you know whiteboards or flip charts, something to kind of get those ideas up and 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 put them out somewhere. Because especially as the owner, there's so many things going through your mind day to day, and to be able to get those things out of your mind, get them onto a piece of paper, get them up onto a whiteboard, we can, you can kind of mess around with it a little bit. You know, we had this just happened yesterday, Jack. We had a client where we've got. This exact situation. I got one person who, who's retiring, another person that, that's going to be moving on, and I got one person that they're kind of questioning about. And we started laying out the, the the duties for these three people, and I wound up kind of dividing it into really kind of four or maybe five different jobs. And so it begged the question: It's like, well, gee, are these three people are they really doing the work of four or five people? Or what we I think what we concluded was, well, not really. What's happening is. Uh, a lot of things that are that are there are actually being now taken on by the owners, and the owners are coming in as they often do, and they start to plug some holes or take some things on and 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 added things or those are things that you're you'd like to have done but maybe are not being done the way you'd like them to be done. You know, so it can be very empowering though. To your point, Jack, it can be very empowering to kind of hey, let's reshuffle things a little bit and kind of you know not only be able to add some new a new person or maybe new people, but a new way of looking at the business to make it work better because. The business is different today than it was a couple of years ago. That's right. And and we're, we're very big when it comes to the organization plan like that. That's key number four, by the way, for those of you following along at home who downloaded our seven keys to success. The organization plan starts with an organization chart, which many people have done, but it's 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 off collecting dust somewhere or it's a stale file in a computer or, or in a folder somewhere. You never like doing it anyway, and you could never see much value in it because of that. But yet it's a hugely powerful document well it's a living breathing thing and the, a big deal we do with that is we, we we try to erase the names first of all and look at just what those those jobs are and so if you can free yourself from having to try to you know keep adam busy or keep jack busy or keep sean busy i'm able to kind of look at what does this role entail and then okay now fitting the people i have do they fit those roles or if not i gotta go find people that, that can now fit into those roles and it can be very freeing very empowering way to go about doing it Versus the, the pressure of having to, again, to having to replace that one person. You know, picture, picture the New England Patriots wanting to have to replace Tom Brady someday. Mm, Here he okay. is, 18 years in the league. They're going to one day. But I know. He's been be to, what, eight Super Bowls? He's 64 years old. Well, he's been to eight Super Bowls. He's, he's won five. At some point, they're going to have to replace him. Where did Same thing's true for Bill Belichick. He went to that great school up north called the University of Michigan, Jack. Thanks ooh, for pointing that out. Ooh, for all okay. those Go Blue fans. But... Yeah, the, the, how do you how do you replace Tom Brady? And, and picture being that next guy. Here I'm the guy going to replace Tom Brady, or, or when, when Bill Belichick goes away. Same thing. I have to be the guy to replace Bill Belichick. That's a very hard thing. It's hard to find that person one. But then if you're that person in that seat, holy cow, what kind of pressure is that, right? To be able to replace that person. So big time. Chances big are, time pressure. Yeah. So if we have somebody who's leaving your company, who, who, who's giving you heads up, heads up, hey, I'm going to be retiring here in six months. Boy, it's a lot of pressure on the organization to have to replace that person versus try to remake or reshape or, or readjust how you're doing what you're doing is a great way to now take that in what might be a very daunting task to make it a very energizing one to, 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 to be very, very good for the organization, Jack. Well, that pending retirement can be transformative in, in the sense of uh, how you approach it. And then the hints that we gave you are, are really the way to do and it. Let me give a quick example of that. We had a client of ours who's been a client now for going on a couple of years. And there was one key person. And, and uh, I mean, there's a lot of people, but there's, there's one key person who was doing a lot of stuff in the company. And he had told the owner about, what, 18 months at a time? Mm-hmm. That he was going 
to go sailing around the world for a couple of years. Just leaving. All right? Now, this created tremendous stress for the owner because there are so many key things from the operational standpoint, from production standpoint, uh, from a design, you know, development, engineering standpoint, running through this one person. And what's happened is over the course of the, of the next 12 months as we're working with them, we actually able, weren't able to get this person to go sailing a few months earlier than planned and actually got replaced with, was it three or four people? <laughs> yeah. Right? It was, yeah. Well, because what happened was they started to realize that this one person had way too much on them. And that's, that, that's often what happens, too, when you have good people. Good people often get loaded up with stuff, you know, because <coughs> um, you want your best people doing, doing stuff because they, they do things so well. But it, it can have negative returns at some point where it just, it's too much to do. But it was able to, do the, and, uh, to get three or four good people to kind of take on these different roles, brought in some very good different skills. And what happened was, is, which is often the case, found that there were some, some issues this one key person just had way too much on their plate, wasn't raising their hand to say, hey, you know, I can't take any more on. And they made some, some wrong decisions, went some wrong directions, which wound up hurting the company. And the owner talks about now, hey, this was something that, you know, it was a big mistake that I had not, you know, giving this person too much, not kind of, you know, having other people on board with that. And, you know, the company went through some painful months to get through all this. But now it's really starting to come out of this thing now after about a year where things are working pretty well. They've got a good core team together it's working very, quite very a well. They yeah. get that core team put in. But you look at where they are today mm, oh yeah. versus then. Yeah. You know, so again, what was, again, creating tre- tremendous stress. I, 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 you know, I recall when we first met him, it was weighing heavily on his mind. I was, you know, he said, hey, what's your biggest, you know, you know worry or, or, or what's keeping you up at night? That was it by far. I mean, you know, that. That was way above everything else to where, to where they are today. And they've got some good key people, but there isn't one person that, hey, gee, if they get plucked away, it's going to be afraid of tanking the, you know, tanking the company. Or, 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 you know, heaven forbid something happens to that person. You know, they, they get sick, they have a death, whatever it might be, or something happens that, that, that's out of their control. They aren't choosing to leave. That's where a lot of the stresses happen an organization. So, so it happens a lot, Jack. We, you know, yes, we, we, it does. We, we see it a lot. There's no, no question about that, Adam. You know, we, uh, each, each one of our radio shows uh, becomes a podcast. Adam will tell you, you know, again, where and how you can reach our podcast or, or download our podcast. But we have over 12,000 people who have downloaded our podcast, and we have over 100 podcasts that have been created. So this very show, if you want to look it up and listen to it again, uh, you can do that, as well as all the previous ones that we've done. So I'm just passing that one along, and I'm a little factoid while I'm thinking of it. And I'm impressed by that, quite, quite frankly. That's why I'm passing it along. Well, I love having a lot of our loyal th- listeners and loyal fans. Uh, you know, you can get it on iTunes, on Stitcher. You can go to the wintradio.com uh, website for their archive programs. You can look in there and find it. You can go to our website, MaximumVP.com. There's a tab there for radio show. You click on there, and it's there. Lots of ways to get th- to get that and go back and, and listen to these things, whether you're on the go, whether you're at your at your computer, at, at your desk. There's lots of ways you can, you can listen to stuff and stop and start it again. If you want to 
go back and hear some some different things that we're talking about and, and go through it again. That's a good point, Jack. It's a good way to kind of get a hold of these things. Boy, it sure is. Over 12,000 of them worldwide. Worldwide. What a wonderful world we live in here. All right. We're not done with today's podcast yet. Uh, I know. Or show yet, yet Jack. Yet. And we got, we got, uh, we got one more segment kind of coming up, but we're not done with this. We have a couple more uh, ideas in terms of how do you know when it's the right time to, to, to add an employee to your, to your business. So we talked about an increase in sales. We talked about you know being part of your plan where you wanted to hire somebody. We discussed a good person that's kind of showing up. And then we just talked about we have got somebody who's maybe kind of a, a pending retirement or exit of a key employee from the business. And we shared well, a story me, of that. Let me sneak one in here. Just uh, sneak it in. It's an obvious one. Uh, death or disability of a key employee. And You're sneaking that, in death? Yeah. What are you, the Grim Reaper? Pretty much, I think, sometimes. <laughs> oh, God. So... You know, how do you decide when to hire the next employee? Well, obviously, if somebody, a key employee died, uh, you got to go through the process of evaluating, all right, the next employee may not be, it's not going to be, a re it'll be a replacement rather than an addition in all likelihood. Well, that but, can happen. Uh, that could happen anywhere, and it does. Well, that can happen at any time. And uh, for those of you who are loyal listeners of our show, back in the fall, I believe it was September, Jack, we had... Uh, one of our former clients on here, Lisa Holly from Berea Moving and Storage. Yes. And that case, with the, their story, they had the death of the owner, her mother. So a key employee, right? She died in a car wreck. Total unexpected, obviously, as a car wreck would be. And here were the kids. You know, the kids were, were, were throwing the keys to the business. Now, they both worked in the business, but they didn't run it the way she did. And there wasn't a plan in place. So the plan came to being after she met us to help kind of work her through that plan. And that was so very successful. And if you have a chance, go back and take a, take a listen. I think it was, like I said, it was back in September, you know, in the fall of 2017. Lisa Holly, Bria Moving and Storage, a great, a great uh, uh, show that night. And she shared some of, her, some of her stories, some of her ups and downs as part of that. But that, that was a great example, Jack, of when a death, of, you know, can, can really impact the business. How, how do you kind of get through that? So that was, Yeah, that was a good experience for all involved. Very much so. All right, we have one, one more segment. We come back here talking more about when's the right time to hire a uh, key employee. We've got we've got at least one more example of, uh, of when a good time to be able to do that. So stick around for that. I'm Adam Sunhalter, and I'm Jack Mancini, and we are business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. All right, we've got more dirty secrets of small business coming your way here on Integrity Radio, WINT, thirteen thirty a.m. 101.5 FM and online, WINTradio.com. All right, we're here back for our last and final segment here in today's show, the, one of the fastest hours of radio and podcast world. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and we are talking tonight about how do you decide when to hire the next employee for your small business. And we've heard a whole bunch of things, including uh, the magic wand and a couple of crystal balls by Adam. That's right. Lots, That's of, right. Lo lo lots, lots of balls and Kelly the Brock. Lots of good stuff today. If you miss any part of the show, we told you before, you can go back and listen to it at the archive part of uh, WINTradio.com, the archive section, our website, MaximumVP.com. Go to the radio shows. Or if you, you log on to, to, to iTunes or Stitcher or one of those places to get the podcast and go back and listen to some of these things again. Just a, a quick note, we, we, we mentioned uh, in the last segment, you know, one of the times if somebody, if you have a death going on, we, we mentioned a prior show with a former client of ours, Lisa Holly of Bria Moving and Storage. I'll put a link in the, in the show notes to 
to that show from back in the fall. You can listen to it there as well. So yeah, there's, there's, there's a link in, in, in today's show notes for that, so you can, you can get that as well. So our last one, I think uh, at least I have written down, Jack, uh, in terms of how do you know it's time to hire the next employee for your company, this is a real complex one, okay? If you, on. if you can't get it all done, mm, right? Okay. You can't get it all done. That's one of those common sense, rational kind of things, isn't it? That's what I'm all about, Jack. All right. Common sense, rational. I'm not called the voice of reason for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> the voice of reason. That's right. So I know many owners can relate to that, where you just feel like there's not enough hours in the day. That you know, what, if you're starting to work at four o'clock in the morning, and you get home at eleven o'clock at night, and you and, and you collapse in bed, and you get up the next day and do it all over again, you, and you're still just not able to get it all done. You and your team can't get it all done, and we have lots of clients that are at that at that level, and and there are things that are falling through the cracks that aren't getting done, or there's things that you don't like to do or you aren't good at doing, and it's one of those things that that, that owners learn, Jack. We know when they when they start a business, they typically start where they're very good at the product or service part of the business. And as the months and years go by and you start to add a few employees and you add more customers, there's, there's more and more things that go on to running the business, to dealing with, you know, we're talking about people tonight, bringing people on board, to, to making sure you're making money, to collect money from, from people, to be able to grow and, and market and, and do all those things. Not, not, not the least of which to mention, to make sure that your, the delivery of your product and service is still, is still doing well. So as, as you get further along in the business, you start to realize there's more and more things that, that go on. And that while you at the as the owner might be very passionate and, and very involved in it, and if you only had to do that one thing, you'd probably do it well, but you're probably doing 50 things or 100 things. And it's saying, hey, you know what, let's make sure that you know, we get some other people involved here because I, can't, I just can't get it all done, Jack. I just can't get it all done. And that's a great time to start to look to bring somebody on board, especially bring somebody on board who has some tremendous skills that you don't have. And how, how often do we hear it, Jack? You know, we were having lunch with a client today who just celebrated the one-year anniversary of bringing on a key person in, in a financial role, you know, you know, kind of a controller type that we're talking about. And he said, you know, I know you've been talking to me about this for years, <laughs> and I probably should have brought this person on a couple of years ago. And he said, you know what, you weren't ready. You, were, you weren't quite ready for it, but when you were ready <coughs> and the person came on board, here you are just a year into it. You can't imagine great, not having that person. Marriage. That's right. Yeah, the the change in, in the attitudes of the owners and the stress level relief uh, is huge. And this is a very good employee they added, and he's adding value. He's paid for himself already, probably a couple times. And the the thinking about the possibilities for this company in terms of growth and opportunities is uh, transformed. I mean, the attitude is tremendous just because of this one good employee. And he's influenced quite a bit of the operations in that company. So those kinds of things are, are huge in terms of impact. And that's, uh, th that's usually the area where, where it's hardest to do it, Jack. It's more on that administrative side. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I mentioned our website before in our seven keys. One of the things that we look at real quick is the three circles of business or, or of any organization. And you've got product and service, you have marketing and sales, and then that third, that kind of, that forgotten about circle of the administration, all the other stuff. And that's the one that people often may refer to as 
here's another ugly word, Jack, overhead. People use use that word a lot where, yeah. you know, I can't see this person going out if it's in a service business, that I see them go out billing, you know, to be able to be, able to be a profit center that way or to see them in production. We know that they're producing our widgets that we can kind of put out there. I, I, I can see, you know, being able to increase stuff. You, know, you mentioned a few minutes ago, Jack, these people often will pay for themselves. But it is so hard if you've never experienced that. And we had a, you know, uh, another client of ours, been a client for a little bit over a year now, they continue to grow, and and they've just gone through the the process. They they, they brought on a uh, somebody who who they wanted to kind of grow into more of an office manager role, and she wasn't quite ready for it. So they had to go find somebody to be able to do that, and they went through the painstaking thing we discussed earlier. And the one the one guy was complaining and whining about it. Uh, and whining's the right term, you know, about it having to go through all you know a couple hundred resumes and oh do this boy, and, yeah. and that is that <laughs> is a whinable offense. Yes. And he's an Ohio State guy, so I got to bust his butt about that too. You know, there's a lot of whiners <laughs> down in down in Columbus, but uh, you have to you have to go go through that because what happens is, is you get these people on board and they and again we hear it all the time, Jack. You know, I didn't know what we did before this person came on board because the skills and experience that <clears> you know. A person who's good on the administrative front. So that could be again, people are a big part of that, and numbers, systems. So people have that experience, and and, and guess what? As, as our as our client from lunch talked about, all the nerds and their spreadsheets, right? Doing their nerdy things. Well, hey, those are great people to have, especially if you don't like doing that stuff. To have good people that that do like doing that stuff, that they help to help you see things in a different way. And again, they they enjoy it, so they're able to get all that stuff that you aren't getting done. Not only do they get it done, they do it well, they like doing it, and, the, and it, it, it adds a tremendous value to the business. So we often see that's where people you have, have the hardest time. It. That's right. you got to experience it to love it and know it. You do. It, there's, there's no other way. You can talk about it, read about it, have uh, people who influence you, you know, just uh, uh, rationalize it for you, but until you actually do it, and run with somebody who's really a good top-notch employee having skills that you don't have and how it impacts your company. It's, it's literally unbelievable. Well, That's me, what happens. Well, let me say this, Jack. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we know a lot of our clients in the, you know, in the small business world can be kind of uh, you know, busting butts and stuff like that. It can be very kind of machismo and everything else and not one to show signs of weakness. And maybe being afraid of, uh, of being able to utter that phrase of, hey, you know, I just can't get it all done, Jack. That might be viewed as a sign of weakness, where in, in reality, that's more viewed as a sign of strength. Being able to, to admit your limitations, admit you need help, because we've seen it. Hiring one good person can unleash a doubling of your business. Kid you not, because all the value that this person's going to bring, they'll be able to free things up. That one good person add, can add that much to a small business. Yeah, but I can't pay for them, Adam. Yes, you can, and you will. We have lots of stories about that, and we can get into that some other time, Jack, because... That's a good Guess one. That. We're, a good we're, one we're, we're up against about. it again. Um, thank you again for being part of the show tonight and, and, and listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. We had a lot of fun tonight, as we always do. And you can hear us every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, if you want to be a part of the show or have some questions or comments, please email us, radio at MaximumVP.com. If you want to get us when we're not in the studio, you can give us a call at, at uh, 877-849-0670. Again, you can get a part of any of the show if you missed it. You can go to iTunes or Stitcher, download it or subscribe to the podcast. Go to our website, MaximumVP.com, the radio show, uh, WINTradio.com. Go to the archives there. You can do that as well. So learn more, Dirty Secrets of Small Business, next Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 1015 FM, and online, wintradio.com.